1: You know, for all of those weekends, I was doing shows on Saturday. Why couldn't we have a Saturday like the one we had, what, 24, 48 hours ago? I don't even know what the time frame may be. It was one of those days I'm at home. I went for my run. You know, I'm having a mean day, if you will. No golf. little outdoor activity. And I'm like, this is great. I'm going to watch the Mets. I'm going to watch the Yankees. I'm going to have myself a couple cocktails. I might put a little MLB the show, and I'm going to call it a night. But as the sports news just kept infiltrating my timeline, it kept coming through from the Knicks hiring Tom Thibodeau, which we'll get to, to the Jets finally making a move, a move that to me is the definition of a no-brainer, with the Seattle Seahawks for Jamal Adams. And then to have Edwin Diaz yuck it up and blow a game with two outs, two strikes in the ninth inning, and then the Yankees playing over the weekend, it was just like one of those Saturdays where, for me, I was itching to get myself in front of a microphone. And I almost went on Instagram Live, and I said, no, I'm not going to do that. I said, I'm making my long-anticipated return to the overnights on Monday. It's amazing. I'm coming back for a week, and then I'm going to do the midday show, and then I'll be back again. But... The point being is this. We have waited months, months and months to have legitimate, real, fun sports news or not so fun sports news to discuss. But we got that over the next three hours because, my goodness, we are jam-packed every which way. I'm going to start with the baseball, but we'll get to Adams and Thibodeau momentarily. I know it's going to be that kind of show. There's so much to get to, but because these games were played on Sunday, let's start here. Think about what 7 3 on Saturday night was looking like from a Mets standpoint. The Mets won on Friday, DeGrom, bullpen, Cespedes, beat the Braves. Then on Saturday, you get a great start out of Mets. You do just enough on offense. Wilson gets another big strikeout of Ronald Acuna, who had an off weekend. And yet, you're one strike away from Sunday night's game being the definition of a throwaway. We would say, bullpen did its job, took a series, finally beat up on the Braves a little bit. We feel good. That all changed the minute Marcelo Osuna went to the opposite field, it was a great piece of hitting, and took Edwin Diaz-D. That took the feeling of positivity, good juju, feel-good type stuff for the Mets, and, and completely washed it away. None of that is the case now. Because you have the meltdown on Saturday, losing with the new extra inning rule, which is weird, Which is wacky, but it definitely is interesting. It definitely requires some form of strategy, so at least there's that going on. But you lose that game Saturday, and then it's Rick Porcello against Sean Newcomb. And what we saw on Sunday night, that was the Rick Porcello who got shellacked by the Yankees in London. That is the version of Rick Porcello that we saw last year with the Red Sox. That pitched to like a 5'6 or a 5'70 ERA and was just downright hideous. Porcello was the definition of non-competitive against the Atlanta Braves. And yeah, there were a couple of plays that weren't made in the outfield. Maybe if you have Marisnick in center and not Nimmo, that ball is caught. Maybe if you have Nimmo in left instead of J.D. Davis, yeah, maybe there's another play that is made. This starting pitcher gave them absolutely no chance to win on Sunday. And... I have been kind of preaching this now for quite a while. The Met rotation outside of DeGrom is incredibly questionable. Look at who you have starting the next two days in Boston. Waka, who is up and down and can never pitch. Supposed to be Oswald on Tuesday. That's out. Now you're talking about David Peterson. I mean, who the hell knows? And that's one of my main concerns about this team going into the season. Their rotation, which last year, remember, everybody was all giddy, the Flushing Five. That was like the, uh, the catchphrase that everybody was drooling all over. Well, think about that quote-unquote Flushing Five. DeGrom's still there. Yeah, He's great. He's the best pitcher in baseball. That's cool. Mats, okay. Solid middle-of-the-rotation guy. Pitched well Saturday. Give credit. Stroman, on the shelf. Syndergaard done for the year. Wheeler, because the Mets didn't want to up the ante after the eighteen off season, he's now wearing a Philadelphia Phillies jersey. This Met rotation is questionable. You combine that with the fact that the Met lineup, which I like, the Met lineup that should be scoring a heck of a lot more did nothing in three games. And basically got bailed out on Friday by Johannes Cespedes. I mean, a Met lineup from the performance of Pete Alonzo, the performance of Jeff McNeil, the performance of JD Davis, and I get it, it's three games, but it's three of 60. It's no longer three of 162. And yet, yeah, do I think those guys will be fine? Yes. Do I think Alonzo and McNeil are going to perform? Of course I do. But they didn't score any runs. And my bigger concern is that rotation and Edwin Diaz, who I don't want to hear about his slider. I don't want to hear about, all oh, the stuff was really good. He's 1-2 of right now when it comes to saving games. He already had a blow-up. Two outs, two strikes. Saturday game against the Braves, and he gives up a game-tying home run. Don't lecture me now on how good his slider looked. I don't want to hear it. And I'll tell you this. Edwin Diaz with the smirk on his face. And Chapman had this last year in the ALCS, but it's very different when you are much maligned. Chapman... Amongst Yankee fans, not much maligned because he's done the job more often than not. A lot of times you see that smile. People are not happy. Especially when you're pitching poorly. So, advice to Edwin Diaz. And I, I for one, don't put much stock in him smiling after giving up a game-tying home run with two strikes. I really don't. It happens. Sometimes you're smiling because you're just in disbelief. And I bet that was, for Diaz, a little bit of disbelief that that ball left the yard. But when you stunk the year before... Optics, they matter. Optics matter. So all of a sudden now the Mets are one and two. The pitching is in absolute shambles, and they got to go to Boston and play well. I mean, it's a Red Sox team that just lost two out of three to the Baltimore Orioles. They basically got me and you running out in the rotation after Nathan Ovaldi. That rotation is just downright hideous, hideous. And they got an unfortunate pull right now with Eduardo Rodriguez coming back from some of the complications of COVID-19. But the Mets should get healthy and they should get right offensively against Boston. But this weekend could have been a real feel-good weekend. This could have been the definition of a throwaway game. Instead, it's a rubber game because your closer doesn't do the job. Your lineup is awfully quiet. And your free agent acquisition making his first Mets start got Tattooed. So in a 60 game season, yes, there's a little bit more of a sense of urgency to go up to Boston and play well. Now, from a Yankees standpoint, the Yankees Sunday, and I love this feeling again. I forgot what this feeling is like. They had me legitimately aggravated for about five or six innings. Well, I was annoyed. Not going to lie. I was annoyed about the quality of their at bats. I was annoyed that they were getting absolutely shut down by Patrick Corbin. I wasn't thrilled with what I saw Saturday from James Paxton. And after the Yankees get to Max Scherzer and they get Cole's great opening day start, I'm like, wow, this is not going to be a good start to the year. They're going to lose two out of three to the Washington Nationals. But this is where I have to send, I guess, a thank you card or a gift basket. Or, you know, maybe I'll send a Starbucks gift card to Davey Martinez. I don't know. Is he a fan of Starbucks? I know I am. Maybe I'll have to send him one of those. But he pulled Patrick Corbin right after Gleyber Torres hit a home run to make it a 2-1 to ball game in the seventh inning. And with the way Patrick Corbin was going, he could have continued in the game. And with a lot of these starters, you're wondering their first time out, pitch count, where you want them to be, what exactly is the number. Corbin was cruising. And with ease, could have finished... The top half of the seventh inning. Well, Patrick Corbin is yanked. And Luke Voigt takes care of business. Takes care of business against Will Harris. And it's funny because for me, I'm like thinking about tomorrow's lineup. And Luke Voigt didn't have a great couple of games down in Washington. I'm like, wow, maybe Yankee's going to give Mike Ford a shot here. Maybe they're gonna put Ford in the lineup on Monday to see if he could get going against Jake Arrieta, get another lefty bat in there. And I'm like texting that to a bunch of different people. And then of course, because when you speak up like that right on cue, boom, Void hits the home run to tie the game. Then the Yankees put together to their credit some good at bats in the eighth inning. And Gleyber Torres, look, offensively, I believe he's the best player on this Yankee team. He showed you that last year. He's such a tough out in clutch situations and worked Sean Doolittle, and got a base hit to give the Yankees the lead. But then you had to sweat it out there in the 8th and the ninth inning. Gleyber Torres' defense, shaky. And that's going to be a question to watch, I think, as this Yankee season moves forward. We know Gleyber Torres is a stud offensively, and we know he can be adequate at shortstop. But you had an above-average defensive shortstop, and you just had a guy who... His clutch, is a gamer, and really endeared himself to the Yankee fan And Didi Gregorius. Now you will watch Didi with Joe Girardi in that Phillies jersey over the next four days, and I would throw a couple shekels down on the fact that Didi will homer in one of these four games. Whether it's in Philadelphia where he's red hot or at Yankee Stadium, I would bet Didi is going to have himself a good couple games, and I would get the sense that he would have something to prove. But Tommy Canley. Stepping up in a big way. Second and third one out. Making some big pitches with his changeup. Striking out Starlin Castro. The Yankees played it perfectly in walking Howie Kendrick. Because facing Howie Kendrick with runners on base. I mean, you saw that for years when he was with the Anaheim Angels. You saw it last year in Game 7 of the World Series. Or in the NLCS. Or in the Division Series with the Grand Slam. He's an incredibly clutch player. So it's smart to walk him. They go to Eric Thames. They strike him out. Ninth inning. Britain makes you sweat. Because Clay Baturiz falls down at shortstop. One gets by Gary Sanchez. But Gary Sanchez and Gio Nail Bonifacio. Who Look. Would have been safe. Tying run at second. Nobody out. Would have been safe stealing third if he doesn't overslide the base. You can't take that risk. The only way you can get away, folks, with stealing third base with nobody out and finding a way to justify it to me, your manager, whatever, you got to be in 100% of the time. It can't be a bang-bang play. There can't be a risk of, oh, well, what happens if you overslide the base? No. You can't. Because that entire inning changed drastically for Zach Britton and the Yankees. When Bonifacio overslid their base. The Yankees take advantage of it. And basically, my takeaway from the weekend for the Yankees, they didn't play the base baseball. They got nothing out of Gary Sanchez. Before Sunday, they got nothing out of Gleyber Torres. He came alive. They had five hits. They did nothing until the seventh inning. And yet, they steal a game they probably had no business winning. Down two seventh inning with the way they were going through the motions I thought it was going to be one of those days so to find a way to take two out of three to start the year even though the Nationals missing Strasburg didn't hurt him on Saturday of course missing Juan Soto taking a run series win to start the year taking a run (sighs)
0: spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com